What's up, guys? I'm glad you're here. My name is Drake, and you're listening to the Double Click Podcast by Holy Hill Media. I'm sitting here now with Connor Sonnenberg. Man, you you've got momentum. You you built something from scratch. Uh, you have a brand, a personal brand that you're using not only to develop opportunities for yourself, but your friends, the people around you. Man, I think it's awesome. It's it's cool that you're from Northwest Ohio too. Man, proud of what you've been doing. For the audience that doesn't know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah. So I'm Connor Sonnenberg. I'm 22 years old. I'm from Napoleon, Ohio. And a couple years ago, I started off doing different projects. You know, growing up, it was always one of those deals where if I wanted something nice or if I wanted something done in general, you just figure it out. And my dad, you know, he was real mechanically inclined, super smart guy all around. And so if I wanted subs in my pickup truck, I watched a YouTube video, how to wire subs in my pickup truck. It was never a thought to like take it to someone else. And I didn't know that growing up, learning those things, you know, along the way would bring value like it has. And so I believe it was three years ago now, I was fresh out of you know, high school, I started to work, I, I took the, the family business route, we got a couple different trucking companies and I was working for them. And I wanted a wake boat for the river, but I didn't have wake boat money, right? I had a nice <laughs> truck and, and you know that was it. And so I found this crappy boat in Indiana and uh, we went down and looked at it, everything mechanically was sound, it was just the cosmetics, it was, it was in rough shape. And so uh, I, I bought it knowing that I was gonna repaint it and redo some things. I didn't know it was gonna get to the, the point that it was that it got to, uh, but I came home and then the next day I had everything tore apart. I mean, I just started <laughs> taking pictures, tearing things apart, and I'm like, I'll figure out how to put it back together later, right? And so along that, that process, one of my buddies, he was like, dude, you ought to videotape this because at the time I was posting hunting content on TikTok. Gotcha. But hunting content isn't necessarily um, allowed on, on TikTok anymore. They kind of censor a lot of that stuff. And so I was you know, struggling with that. I had maybe a couple thousand followers you know it was just more or less a thing where i would post a you know stupid video online hoping that no one that i knew saw it right because it was super <laughs> stupid right? i would block everyone that i knew like i didn't want anyone to know what i was making TikToks, and and i started posting these videos and what i found is that it doesn't matter what you're doing people love watching other people work it could mm -hmm. be hand engraving the malibu logo on the back of a swim platform something that maybe one person out there would ever even consider doing to their boat but yet three hundred thousand people would sit there in a night and watch you do it and i didn't understand it at first but what i come to found out is that as i grew that following you know those people that those eyeballs that saw those videos they started following me for that content mm -hmm. and along that way i grew this really specific uh, you know highly dedicated following of diy yeah truck, car, and boat people. And that's a large market for, you know, a lot of the companies out there. And so along with that came came value. And at first it was just t-shirts for videos and and it was sweet. I was super jacked to be getting, you know, hats and t-shirts. And then this company, Swell Wake Surf, sent me this wake surf, uh, like a wakeboard. And uh, they were like, you know, here's, here's some wake surf stuff. Take it, check it out, make some videos about it, cool. And so I thought they were gonna send, you know, a couple hundred bucks worth of stuff. Did they find you? Yeah, they okay. found me, they reached out to me, they saw my videos and stuff, because all of my boat videos at the time were like popping, popping off. off. Okay. Yeah, like, and, and back in the day, like a 100,000 100, view video was like mega viral That's for me, for right? Sure. Like yeah, I was yeah. super jacked and they were all doing crazy numbers. And so the one day I came home and there's just boxes on the porch, like boxes. And I was like, what the heck did mom get? And they all said swell <laughs> wake surf. And okay. so I start popping these things open and it was like three or four grand worth of wake surf stuff. We're, we're adding it up on my phone. My brother's freaking out. It's like Christmas, right? In the middle uh, of June. And so I, I realized that, dang, there's companies out there that are willing to pay a lot of money to get those eyeballs that are following me yes. to see their stuff. 
And so, you know, at the time I didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't know anything about organic engagement or target markets or anything like that. So I started doing some research, right? And I started watching some videos and, and, and this is all things that people can do at home too. Like I'm gonna stress this throughout the podcast, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. There's yeah. so many free resources out there and Google, like kids don't realize, instead of watching a Fortnite video, dude, just watch a video, a how-to video, right? Yeah. Like even if you don't learn a ton from it, maybe you at least have an idea, right? And, and when this, something happens in the future, say you blow a tire right and you watch a, a how to how to change a tire guess what dude that's gonna that's gonna bring you a lot more value in the long run 100%. when you're sitting on the side of the road than that Fortnite video that you watched right right and so you know i understand there's a there's a time and place for everything but for some reason i just started watching these videos and so yeah. i learned a lot through that and then as my following grew the the bottom line grew i started making minimums right and so you know my minimum for a post is a thousand dollars and so that means like if you're a t-shirt company most of the time that they're super small like they don't have that budget, right? And so I'll have to turn down some deals, which which sucks too, but you also have to put a, a bottom line number on if Dex sends me $3,000 worth of product and I make three Instagram posts, and then a company sends me three hats and they want three Instagram posts, you gotta justify that, right? Like you gotta make it so Dex is getting their, their value, but you also have to make it so that way, like it makes sense to make that content. And yeah. so that's kind of what I've had to do is structure myself up like that. So that's kind of how I got started. Yeah. And then from there, it just turned into more and more projects. And so I started doing like crazy stuff, like taking jet ski bodies and putting them on scooter frames. Which blew up. Yeah, so. and those are called <laughs> scoot skis. And yeah. like, those are a blast, right? Yeah. And so then it's turned into my truck. Uh, so I actually sold my, my red Cummins that I had. It was a nice truck. I sold it and I bought a wrecked truck with no automotive experience at all. Like did not know what I was getting myself YouTube into. YouTube University. YouTube <laughs> University and my dad, right? And so, okay. you know, we went out and, and we started working on it ourselves. We replaced the entire front end, but along the way, everything for my truck that needed replaced, there was companies that made it. And so headlights, right? I wanted, there I needed headlights because my headlights were broke. So boom, there's a company, Sparksmith Headlights. He built custom headlights. So, you know, move bumpers. I needed a front bumper because mine was all smashed. Boom, there's a, you know, there's a video along the way. I'm, I'm getting that stuff and putting it on my truck that I didn't have to buy. Yeah. And so I realized like, holy crap, maybe I'm not making thousands of dollars in checks from these companies, right? But what I have is $14,000 worth of free stuff on my pickup truck Products. that I would have had to buy anyway. Right. So in my head, you know, that's free money because you don't pay taxes on product. You only pay taxes on money that you make for, <laughs> take for a note, check or something. Take yeah. note. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's a big factor too. Yeah. And so, you know, it makes sense for these companies to to work with me because the people that follow me is who they're trying to sell to. And so if I can organically, and that's a big thing is like organically throw an ad into a video where you don't know you're getting marketed to. You're just watching a cool video about me putting new tires and rims on my truck. You don't know that I'm working with Anthem, right? Right. But I'm throwing Anthem rims on my truck and I'm gonna let you know it the whole time. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you guys want some, here's a link and a code in my bio. And so that's that's one way that I've been able to to structure my myself and, and I'm always working on projects so it works out to work with these companies. Yeah, so. absolutely, man. Well, I think it's been awesome what you've been able to do. Uh, I, I love it that, you know, I think it's like this little sense of interest that you had, you know, your curiosity was sparked and then mm -hmm. one thing led to another and then you became intentional about developing your platform and your audience. And so what I wanna do is I wanna, I wanna pause for a second and I want to break down how people monetize these platforms um, for the audience that might not be quite as palatable to the conversation. Mm -hmm. What we know in the recent years and because of the social media platforms, attention is highly profitable. Matter of fact, attention is money. Mm -hmm. And so businesses have been realizing the hot, the crazy opportunity for people to create content to generate attention that will then 
you know, transition translate into money for them. So mm -hmm. they're finding people with engaged audiences that trust them and they have highly engaged content so that you can portray their products in a video or whatever content piece you put out. They pay you to do that because of the masses that you're reaching, mm -hmm. the numbers, the committed following that you're reaching. And so they understand they're putting their product in front of almost purchase ready customers. Right. You know, people that actually care about the people product. that actually care about the product. Yeah. It's a culture, it's a community. Right. Yep. So you're getting paid either in products or just cash mm -hmm. to be able to promote these and post this kind of content on your platforms, especially TikTok and Instagram mm -hmm. right now. And so people, I don't think a lot of people realize how, how much money and the, just how it works in the content creating in the, I know you hate the word, but the influencer yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so break, break down to me, you know, just your perspective on one, taking in the products, but also, you know, wanting to get paid too. So like, what was the transition? Obviously you're getting free products. You're like, Hey, this is, this is valuable. I'm getting free products. This yeah. is essentially free money. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, let's do X amount of products, X amount of money. And now you're really putting your heel down and trying to make this, you know? Yeah. So what I did and, and things that, you know, as a creator, there's a million people out there that want to get free rims and tires sure. for their truck. Right. So what are you going to do? That's going to value a company enough to make them send you $3,000 in rims and tires. And so, you know, everyone wants to, Hey, I'll make some videos for you. You have to have that following first. And that's a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't want to hear that, right? You have to have that number. You have to have that engagement and the ability to make quality content. And so what I've done is I kind of set myself up and I've gone out and purchased some really nice camera equipment. And so I'm able to offer 4k videos, high quality, you know, product pictures and, and install videos and mm -hmm. things like that, that not everyone could offer with just an iPhone. Like, you know, those do great. There's a place and time for those, but at some point, like you have to, be able to offer something to a company that they can't get from anywhere else or in house. And, you know, anybody can go out and, and show a video of them installing a rim and tire on their truck. How can you do it to get that in front of all the eyeballs that you can? Right. And so one way I've, I've done it is to, you know, mess around with the algorithm, uh, find out what works as far as content for, for my following and things like that. But the biggest thing is, is editing videos in a way that somebody's going to want to watch it because you know we've talked about it before you you're not on TikTok to watch an ad you're on TikTok to watch stupid little videos right yeah, and so in volume yeah exactly and and unlike youtube you know youtube you have to watch an ad or two to watch a video that you, you'd like to from a creator you don't have to on TikTok. Yeah. and so if you if you know it's an ad you're just gonna swipe through it because you don't care you don't you don't you want to watch you know connor sonberg install whatever on his boat and so you have to be able to slide that in there to where they don't know that it's an ad, but at the same time, like make it so that way they know what rims and tires you're putting on your truck. Or, you know, right. I, I know I keep touching on that, but it, you have to also make it so they know it's an ad too. And they know, even if they're not gonna buy a, a rim and tire package for their truck right now, they already have that brand awareness in their head to where like, oh, I, I saw, you know, one of my favorite creators using this brand. That's what right. I'd like to when I have the money or when I'm ready to. Right. But it, the biggest thing is like, and you touched on it just a second ago, the days of putting an, an ad on the side of the road are pretty much gone. Like billboard days are, are done. So what a company do, can do if they understand any type of marketing, right, is to go exactly to their target market. And mm -hmm. so who's their target market? We'll say for deck, their target market is the 18 to 35 year old uh, male. That's a DIY outdoors person. Well, guess whose demographic that is? Completely it's mine. yours. It's yeah, mine. Completely. And so when I find these companies like that, that's why my ads and my videos do so well is because people are already on my page to watch those videos. And so when it pops up, they just, they're watching it anyways, because they're interested in yeah. that stuff. Let's talk about that because that's really important. That's something that every time you and I sit down mm -hmm. and you and I are talking about any sort of like marketing or content, you are very adamant about giving your audience what 
what they're expecting from you mm -hmm. and the products are never going to be out of pocket. Mm -hmm. You don't ever want to disrupt the trust that your audience has for you. I think so many, especially small businesses, struggle with this because they are more committed to numbers and attention versus nurturing a community mm -hmm. in which you've done. You found your target, you've given them what they wanted, and you've then you just ramped it up. When they asked for more, you gave them more. Yeah. And you never promoted a product that wasn't something that they would buy. Yep. Or I wouldn't use personally. Or you wouldn't and use personally. And that's a big thing. There's, for sure. there's been four or Quality five products control. where I've had, you know, I've gotten it and, and it's been things where I've even taken money and I'm like, hey, I'll send you your product and your money back. To I, can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't give this to my yet. followers, right? Yeah. Like I can't. I respect that. It, it doesn't, it, as soon as you lose that trust, right? You lose that community. 100%. And so it's one of those things where I'll only work with companies that I've done my due diligence with. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of, you know, reviews and things like that. You can only get so much offline. Sure. And then it's from, from there, it's getting the product in your hand. Do I actually like it, right? Yeah. And so one thing I've done is some like year end reviews. Hey, I've had a deck unit in the back of my truck for a year. Now I know they pay me a lot of money, but this is my honest opinion. This is what I like about it. This is what I don't like about it. And, and that's gone a long ways with my followers. And so, you know, that's one thing that, when I work with a company and they'll email me, you know, I always do like a weekend review or even, you know, a couple months down the road, I'll say, hey, I've posted 10 videos for you. We've done 3 million views in the last, you know, 10 videos. How, how have you seen the engagement on your side? And they're like, we're blown away by how well it's worked. Yeah. Well, that's because of how I've set myself up with my page and everything. Not everyone does that. So when you see these videos of, of these big creators and then all of a sudden they're doing an ad for like, like say they're they're a big skiing creator, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they're doing an ad for a, a dirt bike, but all you know them to do is ski and all of a sudden they're selling a dirt bike. People are selling, yeah, people are saying like in their comments, sell out and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're on there to watch skiing content. Yeah. They don't care about your dirt bike, right? Like they they didn't follow you for that. Right. And so they can see, followers can see right through that stuff. And so you have to be organic. You have to actually love what you do and love what you sell. Because at the end of the day, if I'm sitting up here and I'm saying, Hey Drake, this is the greatest table ever. I love this table. You should go to my page and buy this t this table. They're gonna see right through that. They're gonna be sure. like, that's that's bullcrap. Sell out. Yeah, I don't Sell care. Out. I don't care. And so yeah. you're gonna lose those eyeballs and lose that trust overall. Yeah, you you have authenticity, man. You know, you I think it's it's cool because um, you don't often see people as true to themselves as young as you are, and I respect that about you. And I think that that translates in your in your branding. And so you know, I think that's such a key factor in the brand the community loyalty that you've built on these platforms now one of the things that i wanted to ask you and, and kind of explore is what are the elements that you think make up high quality social branding on these platforms you know what we're hearing is authenticity consistency engagement you're not just you're not just posting you're also responding to comments you're engaging mm -hmm. with your audience you know you're you're engaging with their audience's content what do you what do you believe in, including like you mentioned earlier just high quality entertaining and engaging content not just mm -hmm. i'm going to stop the scroll but i'm going to remain i'm going to retain your attention as well yeah definitely what, what do you think are some of the like baseline elements just to give people a, a good palette to understanding what it takes to actually do this it's all about being genuine so yeah. you know if you got into this to be famous and get free stuff you're in it for the wrong reasons. People are going to tell. Things that I love is when little kids comment and they're like, dude, I, I was first to comment on your video. I'm like, you know, I'll respond <laughs> awesome. to that. It's like, that's awesome. Because I want those people to, to be excited when, like, when a Connor Sonberg video pops up. Yeah. If you're in it just to make the money and get your product and get out, they're going to see through that. You're not going to do well, right? So mm -hmm. one thing that I've always done is, you know, try and set time for DMs. 
So people DM me on Instagram, they've got questions, things like that. I try to respond to as many as I can. I get I get quite a volume, right? Because people know that I do respond. And so, <laughs> you know, I get talking to these people and and they're like, man, you know, I never thought you'd respond. And and I it never made sense to me that like, oh yeah, usually when you DM them, you know, a big creator or something, they don't respond because right. they don't care. But one thing I've I've done is always try and set myself up for that to where if a kid, you know, is talking to his mom and he's like, hey, check out this Connor Sonnenberg video. That's what I want. Like yeah. that's what that's what that makes me feel good. That's why I do it. I don't do it for the money. I don't do it for the, the free stuff, which I don't get me wrong. I love it. Right? Like, <laughs> right. It works out really good and everything. But at the end of the day, like if I didn't have that, it wouldn't hurt me. I, I'm in it to help other people. And so one thing I've, I've recently started doing is I've realized that not a lot of people have ever had a, a figure to teach them how to do simple things. Mm -hmm. um, even, you know, pick up a wrench, use a 10 millimeter on a bolt. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know what a 10 millimeter is. You're, the majority of people nowadays don't work on their own stuff. So, you know, I grew up around my dad. He was always fixing his own stuff, always working on our own projects, but not everyone has that. And so something I've been lately doing is just little things. Like I just made some battery cables the other day. And right before I made them, cause I had to make them anyways, right? For a project I was working on. I was like, why don't I just videotape it? And so I just made this little video. Hey, here's how to make redneck ba battery cables. You know, something that yeah. with tools that you would have in your garage, right. right? Not a fancy, you know, cable crushing tool that you have to go out and buy to use two times. People aren't interested in that. That's what the professionals do. Those professionals are already using those tools. They don't care. And that's about, not your audience. And that's not my audience. And so, you know, I made little videos like that and, and it had it had like 45 shares. And in my head, I'm like, who's sharing that, right? Like, what are they doing with that? Are they just sharing it to their buddy? Like, dude, if you ever gotta make, you know, battery cables, here you go. But that's awesome, That yeah. that's what I'm after. And it's kind of just translated to my page of, of overall, I'm in it, I'm in it to help other people. I'm in it to, you know, show you guys how to do things for yourself to save yourself money, because there's so many ways out there right now that you can save money by just doing things, simple things. But yeah. a lot of people don't have the confidence to do it. And so that's a big thing that I talk about with these companies that I work with. Uh, take Total Boat, for example, right? So they make primers, epoxies, gel coats for boats. Most people aren't doing their own marine gel coat work, right? Because no. they don't know how. They don't know if they've even got it in them to do it, if it's possible with the tools that they have. So what I'm doing is I'm saying, hey, Total Boat, guess what? You're missing a huge gap in your, in your guys' following, right? And there's a large percentage of people that want to buy your products, but don't know if they have the ability to do it. Right. And so what I can do is bridge the gap. I'm not bridging the gap between the professionals, right? Because the professionals are already using your product because right. they like your product. It works really well. Those people know what to use. What I'm doing is bringing your product to people that maybe haven't had the confidence to do that before. Mm. And so I'm saying, hey. It's a new demographic yeah, you're opening hey, them up to. Jimmy, off the side of the street that has a boat, you know, he just small time work, might have a couple sets of tools and things like that. If you got a hole in your boat, here's how to fix it. And yeah. if I can figure it out, you can figure it out too with my videos, with YouTube videos, with their videos, and here's the products to use. So you could almost, you almost can, approach businesses that you want to work with who are typically working with professionals yes and almost give them an opportunity exactly to have average joke that's exactly what i product do. That's sales. Exactly, if you're coming to me as I a company that. and you're saying hey connor i want you to target the professionals i'm not you're, you're not. for the wrong reason yeah. that's not who my following is i'm yeah. not a you know here's exactly how to do it this is by the book way to do it i'm a backyard hey, I got a hole in my boat and I don't want to pay someone to freaking fix it. Yeah, so yeah. can I fix it? Do I even have the possibility to do it? Well, here's how to do it. Exactly. So, you know, that's who I'm after and that's the following that I've built up. So yeah. that's why those videos do so well. Yes. And so the authenticity too, I would, I would assume that, you know, and I think a lot of people can probably relate to this because when you enjoy something, when you actually enjoy mm. it, it's easier for you to be 
a long-term runner, yeah, right? The yeah. marathon's a lot easier. It's yeah. easier to persist because you're doing what you enjoy anyway. You just hit and record, right? Yeah. You're doing content. Yeah. So do you believe that's help add wind to your sales? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's things I'm already doing. Yeah. You know, we look back at the battery cable example. Did I get paid by a company to do that? No. Was I already making a battery cable because I had to? Yeah. Right. So I have the, the ability to make the content there. All I got to do is throw my phone up and hit record. Right. And so it's yeah. one of those things where and it just works out even better because now it's like a thing where if I want something large for my truck or my boat, I'll just find three or four companies that make it. Yeah. And then I'll shoot them a DM and say, hey, let's get on a phone call because yeah. a lot of people approach that wrong, too. They're, they shoot a company a message on Instagram and say, send me free rims, send me, you know, free whatever. No, let's get on a phone call and I'm going to tell you why it makes sense to send me $3,000 worth of your product mm -hmm. and why you shouldn't send that to $3,000 worth of product to someone else, yeah. right? What can I do differently for you? What's the return on investment? Because at the end of the day, businesses do not care if they're not going to get anything back. That's right. So you have to show them, hey, these are these are hard numbers. These are videos that I've done in the past that have done hundreds of thousands of views, if not millions of views. And this is why it makes sense for you to send me your product. That's quantitative data versus yeah, your exactly, opinion. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I always send them that. I send them a lot of, you know, uh, proof in the pudding things like links to those videos I send them, uh, product pictures I've taken in the past, and as well as just overall analytics because yeah. you can't fake the analytics, exactly. right? Exactly. The so, numbers don't lie. Exactly. So, you know, we talked about before, you could have a 300 million followers and your videos are getting 2,000 views on TikTok and that brings absolutely no value, yeah. right? So you could have 200 followers on TikTok and be averaging 3 million views a video and that's going to get you a lot more money and stuff in the long run. Right. So, you know, if I can keep up that actual organic shares, comments, likes, things like that, people are actually going on my posts, they're interacting with my page, they're clicking on my profile, they're going to my links. If I can keep that up, that's what brings the value. It's not the overall number. Sure, having 220,000 followers is sweet, right? right. But having 220,000 followers and engaged getting followers. engaged followers and getting millions of views and and likes and comments and shares that's where the money's at. Right. And so I'm I'm curious, man, because this is like the content creator world, uh, the taboo term influencer mm -hmm. world. It's such a, um, almost like a gray area. It's almost like this new industry that some people still don't like, they don't understand it, I think is the biggest thing. Yeah. I, I kind of want to, to break this down because you have such a business approach with this. You know, it is your hobby, but you're, you're pitching quantitative data, undeniable quantitative data, quantitative data that businesses need to see in order to get money and product in your hands so that they can make more money. It's exactly. an investment. You're positioning yep. yourself as somebody to invest into because of the output, right. because of the return. And right. so I, I kind of want to just to double click there because I think so many people are like, well, I want to become a content creator, an influencer, and they don't have a hobby or a passion. So it's like, well, they're creating because they're trying to create content they think people will like. Yeah. Whereas you are creating, you're really just hitting record on things you're already doing yeah, anyway. Already doing exactly. And then you're bridging the gap between your hobby and a business approach. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just think that a lot of people need to recognize there's so much more intentionality mm -hmm. behind this than I think a lot of people really understand. How much time do you spend a week between the content you're creating? Like if you're already doing the hobby stuff, mm -hmm. like, you know, whether it's like fixing a truck or, you know, uh, the ceramic coating, if you're going to do that anyway, we won't include that. But how much time are you taking creating content, posting, engaging, responding, all that's talking to businesses? Yeah. So it varies week to week. Like I have now I, I've set up myself to where I work with a couple of big companies and I'd rather work with 10 big companies over and over and over again 
than a hundred little companies once. Right. Right. And so a lot of the times, you know, there's holidays that roll around. I get real busy. I got to create holiday content or sales roll around, things like that. Um, but it's all the time. I'm, I'm constantly watching videos, thinking about how I can help a brand, how it would help me, how it would benefit myself. But, you know, the editing doesn't take a ton of time. And a lot of my content I found, especially on TikTok, you know, like there's a time and a place for a 4K video with quality audio, quality, you know, visuals, things like that. There's also a time and a place for the iPhone video. Yeah. You just got a tripod in the shop, you throw it up, you hit record, and I get on CapCut, right? It's a free yeah. app on your phone and it does everything I need it to. I can add audio, I can adjust, you know, everything. And so you know, really quick though, yeah. I, want, I want to double click there. So yeah. the difference between those two pieces of content, mm -hmm. the high quality produced content versus on my phone really quick. Let's yeah. talk about why. What's the why the difference? So I think that the, the biggest difference is, is the qual the quantity that you can output it. Okay. Right. And so I can make 10 videos quickly on a CapCut versus one you know, very intensive video on Premiere Pro 4K. It takes a long time to post, long time to download. So it's a volume game. Yeah, really. we're like, you know, TikTok, they value the, the quantity, not right. always the quality, right? right. And so, um, you know, one thing I do is I try and post two to three times a day. And, you know, if one of those videos does 100,000 views, perfect, I've hit my number, right? right. Or if all three of those do 50,000, that's 150,000 views in a day, right? Right. And so, you know, if you can set it up to where even if they're smaller videos and or just a trend or things like that, and that's another thing too, is like a lot of companies jump on trends and they, they need to because that's what the algorithm pushes. Mm -hmm. So yes, they people are, you know, are interested in, in decked and they're interested in the, the decked units, but they also want to see a stupid video of it rolling around with a, a sailboat <laughs> and a crow, right? Like yeah. that trend that yeah. was going around forever. Yeah. And so if you can get those people to watch the video and say that video does 10 million views, and then all of a sudden they're clicking on your profile because they're like, oh, this is funny. A brand is doing this. And then they see your product. Well, then you've brought those eyeballs. And so, you know, you kind of just did exactly what you were after, but you didn't have the cinematic edited video that did 500 views. Right. right? So you got to get those eyeballs, capture those eyeballs and then bring them to your page. And so, you know, yes, there is a time and a place for each video. And I, I truly believe that there's different things that companies want. A lot of times I'm shooting product promotion videos uh, for a company's own personal page. And a lot mm. of times brands, especially on Instagram, Facebook, they like to keep up that quality, you know, quality persona yeah. of like, you know, we don't make stupid trend videos, right? But yeah. secretly on TikTok, they're like, like let's jump on some trends. Exactly. And so, you know, I, I do both. I do yeah. both. And so one thing I found though, is that those quick videos, those ones that are on iPhone, for the most part, do better. Yeah, no, I love it, man. You know, one of the things that I wanted to get into as well is, you know, you, you mentioned it earlier, just the, the long-term relationships with bigger businesses mm -hmm. to work with over time consistently versus small little, you know, bangers, yes. small businesses paying you a couple hundred bucks here and there. Yep. One time, one-off projects. Yep. You know, what, I, I think this is a huge conversation for anybody who has any clients or customers. To keep customers mm -hmm. is so much more profitable and less expensive than acquiring new ones yes okay so keeping your, your your clients is super important now if you're delivering on a monetary mm -hmm. where you know you're promoting the rims yep. for example and you're making them money of course they're gonna they're gonna keep coming back but yep. what else are you doing to ensure the quality of your relationship definitely long time? so what i'm doing is making content for me when they don't ask mm. right so like i'll be doing something and i was above like, and beyond yeah i'll be like well, I can make a video for him real quick because mm -hmm. I'm already doing it, right? And so, you know, that's one thing. Another thing is um, a lot of creators, they don't like to communicate, right? And I'm a big communicator and I'd rather do it over a phone call um, or with quantitative data. And so when Christmas time rolled around, you know, I'm sitting in the office there and I'm like, you know, what can I do that maybe not everyone else is doing creator-wise? And so I went through all my videos and I started with Decked and I worked my way down and I went through every video on my TikTok that I could, you know, remember 
and I would add up, say this one had 75,000 views, I'd write a 75. Mm. Say the next one had 25,000 views and it was a deck video, I'd write 25. And I totaled those all up and I had this real nice long email. And if you change a couple words in it, it sounds really specific for that company, right? <laughs> so like, you know, I would just have like three or four get a parts. Yeah, exactly, it's a template. And, and at the end of it, you know, I would put, hey, we did 100 million views on your guys' videos. I appreciate everything you did for me for the last year. I look forward to, to you know, continuing this mm. into the new year. Let's jump on a phone call after the new year's. Mm. And I got more emails back from those companies that were just blown away. They're, you know, they would include other people and they're like, hey, if I haven't introduced you to Connor yet. And that's another thing too, is like these brands, they all talk, right? Oh, and yeah. they all work with each oh, other. Yeah. And, and maybe a brand owns another company and a company owns another company. There's a lot of parent companies and mm -hmm. stuff. And so I got more business and more repeat, you know, emails and follow-up emails and phone calls from that one little stupid Christmas email where I just said, hey, here's the numbers we did for last year. I appreciate everything you did for me. Let's connect and see how I can help you for the new year, yeah. right? Because all those budgets reset too. Right. right. And they so, got money to spend. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. so I want to be their first thought. Yeah. When, they, when they need a video, they just think, oh, consistency, Connor, I know what he's going to create. I know the videos that he's done in the past have done well, and we know what we're going to get. So, you know, just like you said, retaining customers um, is a lot less expensive. Same thing for them too. They don't want to have to go out and sign new content right. creation agreements and everything like that with a hundred different content creators. I think that they're more in it to, to be after the two or three or four, five people that are consistent that they've worked with in the past where they're just, hey, shoot me a text. They know what they're going to get mm -hmm. as opposed to sending it to a new creator. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. And so staying on their radar is the biggest thing. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I think I even sent you an email around that time yeah. and, and, you know, just Let's follow work together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 like, yeah. How's everything been? Yeah. You know, hope everything's good. Yeah. How can I help you? Mm -hmm. So that way. You need something done in the future. You just think you're top of mind. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. And so little things like that, it's it's definitely the little things. And you'll see that you'll see that all throughout my page. Right. Like the detailing, the things like that. I do things that not everyone's going to do because it's going to sell you set yourself apart. So I just did a boat for a customer. I do ceramic coating. I do cut and polishing and then a six year ceramic coating on top of it. Mm -hmm. One thing that I did for a customer recently was that he said, don't worry about the trailer. You know, I, I don't even use that for but two times a year to put it in the water and then take it out. It took me 10 extra minutes to polish this trailer, right? No extra time at all. But at the end of the day, when I pulled it out of the book, yeah, when I pulled it out of the shop there, it looked 10 times better because yeah. the trailer wasn't dirty. And yeah. so it's those little things where, yeah, it took me 10 extra minutes. And I had people, I made this video, right? And I just explained exactly what I did to you. And people in my comments, they're like, I would never waste time doing that. But it's like, well, that's the money, why they're there where they're exactly. at. Exactly. And, and, and the at. money that you're going to get from his repeat business, from him telling yes. his friends, hey, dude, you know, Connor did a great job on my boat, even if he doesn't notice it, right? He just knows that the boat was done right. Yeah. And so it's those little things that, that matter that, that are going to get you repeat business, repeat customers. And repeat brands too when I work with these people. So it's relationships. Like yeah, hundred percent. You're intentional about genuine, your relationships and adding genuine. value yep. beyond what it means for you. Yeah. And so when you are adding selfless value to businesses, they don't really care about the trailer. They care about he he did that above and beyond. Yeah. I did. I told him he didn't have to. And he didn't charge me. Are you kidding yeah. me? That relationship standpoint, people want to feel cared for, just as much as they want to make the profit. Mm -hmm. Don't let anybody lie to you. So of course, to be cared for and not make a profit. It's not good. Right. It's not a good relationship. Right, right. But when you're making a profit and you understand that I'm, I'm first of all, this guy's intentional. He's on his stuff, which mm -hmm. makes me be able to trust you more. Yep. And then you're intentional with developing the relationship, reaching out, staying on them, providing them with information, and then going above and beyond with content, mm -hmm. delivery, all that stuff, man. I just, 
that's that's a recipe for a long-term successful relationship with clients. Now, my question next is acquiring clients because mm -hmm. at one point you were still acquiring your clients. Mm -hmm. Now you have obviously a portfolio that you keep, you've shared with me before, yes. we've went through it, we've looked at it. When you have a, a new client that you say, oh, I love these guys, or yeah. hey, I, I this needs fixed on my truck, yeah, yeah. I, I got yeah. to call these guys up. Yep. What is your approach? Obviously you have the numbers to support from a, qu a quantitative sense, mm -hmm. but like, where are you at with like, you know, your, your sales pitch? What does that look yep. like? So you're not going to get right away on the phone with the CEO of a company, right? right? Mo nine times out of 10. And so what you have to do usually is go through a social media uh, manager. So the first step of like screening, I guess, is to DM them on a social media platform. Hopefully they already follow you, right? Yeah, like that's yeah, a big yeah. thing. Or sometimes they reach out to you. But the biggest thing is to get that email and say, hey, give me a good contact for someone in your guys' marketing department. So they'll send you, hey, talk to Brandon over here in marketing, whatever. Like I'm just the Instagram manager. So you'll talk to Brandon and you'll say, Brandon, let's get on a phone call, right? Like I want to get you on the phone and show you, tell you exactly mm -hmm. what I can do for you. Oh, by the way, here's my numbers. These don't lie, right? And so I'll give them those numbers. And then all of a sudden I get on a phone call with Brandon or whoever. And I'll say, listen, here's what I can do for you guys. This is why it makes sense for your company to partner with me as opposed to any other creator out there. Because there's other creators out there that, you know, are much larger than me, right? Well, this is why it makes sense for you to send me X amount of dollars in product. And here's what I can do for you. And so then once you start making those relationships and, and those, you know, connections from there, it just keeps going and keeps going. And then all of a sudden you're with the big boss that calls the shots and they're like, what product do you need? We'll send it to you. Yeah. And so that's kind of how it, the first step is going through the social media, right? Like if you can't, if you can't find a good email on their website, that's another thing too. A lot of these companies on their websites, they have a, an email for customer support, for sometimes, you know, sales or whatever. Sales is a good one to contact through. So when I find these companies and, and products that I want to work with, I'll just start Googling them, start, you know, messaging them on Instagram. And, I, and I've got a couple different messages on my notes that I just kind of copy and paste. Same thing, yeah. template, right? Yeah. Template, because I don't have time to sit there. That's my biggest thing is time. I don't have time to sit there and, and send you out a nice long message that's going to be the same as everyone else's mm -hmm. minus a few words. And so, yeah. you know, I put that template on there. I sent it to them and I'm like, let's get on a phone call because I can express my emotion a lot better over a phone call versus an email, you yeah. know? And so that's one thing that I try and do. And a lot of people, I don't think do that. You know, they just want to go off an email and they never want to have to talk to anybody, yeah. right? Like they don't want to have to have those conversations when they're approached, you know, in person or on a Zoom call of like, what happens if you don't get the content that we need? Or what happens if you're not getting the numbers that we need? They don't want to ever have to deal with that in person where they have to think of that on the spot. Right. They just want to, you know, never, never worry about that and just email them back or text them back. So that's a, that's the biggest thing is start, start with the little person, you know, start with their Instagram manager, start with their Facebook manager, whatever they have, social media managers, and then go from there. Yeah. And so what you're doing is you're, first of all, you're not afraid to hop on a call. I, yeah. I want to, I kind of want to just like point that out. It's yeah. super important because a lot of business owners, they don't want to do the BS communication. DM, listen, no CEO, no founder, no owner if the business is doing any substantial revenue yeah. is answering DMs, yeah. okay? Yeah. So that said, I'm gonna get a comment mm. saying, well, I do and I yeah. do 1.2 million. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. whatever, you're the anomaly. So what you're doing is you're starting a relationship though with the company, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're nurturing the conversation into conversion. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I wanna point out that I really feel like a lot of people miss is like, 
when you have clients or you have customers to any degree, not only do you have to have a good product to be able to sell somebody to with proof that it, it works, mm -hmm. but you also have to be intentional about minimizing the risk mm -hmm. and helping them understand that this is actually close to a surefire investment. Exactly. Like yep. there's proof in the pudding yep. and consistency says, and the numbers say yep. that this is actually going to work for you and make you money in the yes. long run. Yes. And again, it's what's going to make them money. It's not, hey, I really want this for my truck. You know, yeah. it's what can you do for them? And then you get into what they can do for you. Exactly. And everyone approaches it backwards. They approach it 100% backwards. They, yeah. Me first. Come, yeah, 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 yeah. They'll yeah. DM a company and be like, hey, I really want your guys's, you know, new deck unit. Can you send me one and I'll make you some videos? No, because right. they could do that to anybody. They could pay. They could pay with any amount of money. They could pay Logan Paul. They could pay absolutely any creator out there with enough money to market their product. Mm -hmm. Why does it make sense to choose the little kid from Northwest Ohio? So the difference there is they're asking for a product when you're offering them a service. I offer, I offer them okay. a service. That's good. Yeah, let's yeah. let's talk about that because people are asking for products no. for free. No, you no, no. are asking for an opportunity to make them money. Yeah, you, Completely different conversation. 100%. Because they get hundreds of DMs right. every day wanting free product. Everybody wants a free deck unit, yeah. right? Like who doesn't? Right. So why would they give you a deck unit? It's because you can create content for them that's going to give them a return on investment ROI that's going to make sense for them. So if you can if you can approach it that way, everyone approaches it backwards, right? And yeah. so you know that instantly sets you apart. Where they're like, "Dang, we've never thought about it like that." Like you know, this is a conversation that can be used to add value to people who sell business to business too. Yeah, because this conversation right here is exactly the, it's the same model that I take in approaching to selling to businesses from Holy Hill Media standpoint. Yeah, you yep. know what I mean. Yeah, and I love the idea that what you're doing is you're leading with value, mm -hmm. especially with conversations with CEOs. They don't have time, so mm -hmm. they're going to read over something and make a decision like that. Mm -hmm. And if they can understand one, this is what you say you're going to do. Here's the proof and how to do it. Here's what I need. That's simple. It's to the point and it's profitable for our company. Therefore, yeah. it's worth a conversation, right. right? Right. And so I really do think that a lot of businesses um, really do actually need to, you know, consider this. A lot of, it's a lot of the bigger businesses that are really taking to content marketing and, yeah. and content creator marketing, influencer marketing, because they're seeing the, the, the opportunity of attention. A lot of small businesses need to, need to find their way into this realm as well. Yep. Because think about this, if they send you a thousand dollars, whether it's all product or half cash mm -hmm. and half, half product, the output to reach the demographic that you have, the community you've built that's engaged in. Which is their target market. It's their target. It's their target market. It's, su it's, such, a, it's such a good deal for them. A thousand dollars, you kidding me? As opposed to spending a thousand dollars for a billboard on the side of 24, that maybe- A month. Know, yeah, a maybe a hundred thousand people will see and out of that hundred thousand, 20 people are actually going to look up and, and be interested in that product that's right. on the side of Where the road. Where if you posted it. 100,000 people are going to see it in two days. And that's yeah. the people that actually care about it. It's yeah. nationwide. It's yeah. not just, you know, locally. And yes. so there isn't, there is a, a market for local stuff too. And I understand that, but I, I'm looking bigger picture. Sure. I'm yeah. looking at the people across the country yes. that want a deck unit. Yeah. What, what brings them value, right? Like what, why are they watching your content? Are they watching it for that type of content? Or are they watching it for the type of content of like, you know, dancing videos on TikTok. And so the following that I have is very specific. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a highly dedicated demographic of, of followers of the 18 to 35 male DIY truck car and boat person. So yeah. I just find companies within that realm, which, oh, by the way, are all companies that I've wanted to work with anyways, because that's the <laughs> stuff I'm using, right? right, right. I'm stuff that I'm already buying anyways. I have to I have to buy it to, to do the crazy projects that I do mm -hmm. if I can get it for free oh, and sell stuff for them, make some money along the way. It's just like it's win -win. infinite, yeah, just win-win just all around 
good good time yeah good time. absolutely and you're not doing anything that you wouldn't be doing anyway. no exactly yeah and you know we've talked about you know tiktok yeah. happens and it ends up getting banned yeah everyone's like what are you gonna do what are you gonna I'm gonna do the Keep same thing I was doing, doing before. Yeah. The thing I was doing before TikTok, the thing that I'm doing during TikTok, and the thing I'll be doing after TikTok is all the exact same thing. And so that's that's the back to the genuine stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm not just doing this for the followers. I'm not doing it for the dollar. I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it because it's what I love to do. It's right. my passion. It's what I enjoy doing, and I love helping people. And yeah. so that gets that gets seen through on other creators when they don't have that. Absolutely. And you also have people that you look up to. You mentioned that earlier. Mm -hmm. Content creators that might be creating in a similar space that have, like you said, a, a, a greater reach than you. They're yeah. getting they're 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 consistently in the millions. Yeah. Who are some of those that you look up to? Do you have anybody specifically? Yeah, so like Liam Reed, this guy, okay. I think he's out of New Hampshire. I, I'm not for sure, but you know, I've talked to him a couple of times, bounced some ideas off of him, like, you know, what are you seeing that works? So, you know, how how does that because we're not in the same, like we're not competing by mm -hmm. any means. Like he does some different things than I do, but at the same time he's doing DIY stuff and so you know it's good to have those friends in the industry you don't want to have enemies yep. in the industry right like you want to have friends and so when something happens you can help them out say they lose their instagram account or something and they got a new instagram it takes zero like zero time or hey, effort to repost yeah. you yeah. know their their instagram page and so you want to have those friends and yeah. so one thing that i do you know especially with the hunting industry on instagram i still do have a large hunting following and so any state that i go to for the most part i can hunt for free I find somebody, a local boy, you know, someone like that, that maybe just wants to hang out with me for a day. And at the same time, you know, I'm getting to hunt a different area of the world that I've never gotten to hunt to. And so we've actually made some really, really good friends out of it. People that I would invite back to Northwest Ohio, because you meet some people that you wouldn't normally meet just, you know, not having social media. And so that's one of the, well, that's one of the greatest things about social media is just making those connections with people that you wouldn't have the opportunity to otherwise. And so, you know, this guy down in Oklahoma, Gunner and, and Cheyenne, his, his friend there, we've hunted with them the last two years in Oklahoma. You met through socials? Yeah. Through oh, social cool. media. Yeah. Cool. And so it, it's just, it's crazy. The opportunities there are out there, but again, it's, you don't get into it for that. You, you can't, you can't. So if yeah. you get into it because you want to be famous, you're not going to be famous. And I, I, I don't like saying the word famous, right? But have a large reach and large following. So yeah, we'll call it what it is. Yeah, <laughs> you, you are right. So people, it, it, that's fine. I'll say it yeah. for you, but that's completely fine because I understand that it's, it has this like distasteful stigma around yeah. it. However, I mean, considering the definition, it is what it is. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, but no, that's what I love. I love like being at a a country concert or something yeah. like that and a little kid coming up and, and grabbing you like that's one of the that's a good feeling that's the best feeling ever that is yeah. the best feeling ever so yeah. i don't think i'll ever get tired of that yeah that's awesome man you know another opportunity that you have uh created for yourself in this space is to be able to bring your friends in yes. get them paid get yes. them opportunities to to create content and things like that so talk about like what that's meant to you to be able to give your friends opportunities through this opportunity it's been awesome so like my biggest thing right now is that kids don't want to work, right? Like mm -hmm. we talked about before, everyone thinks that they're owed something. Mm -hmm. And so I've been able to, to get this group of friends now where they want to work, they want to be around the stuff, they want to learn how to do their own stuff. And so if they can then hang around me and gain some value from that, I'm going to try and get them more value, right? Based off either companies that I work with currently or business that I'm getting out of my social media stuff. So my ceramic coating, right. I've got a few buddies that I've kind of trained on how to polish and cut. And so not only is it great to have someone around the shop, right? Like you cut and polish for eight hours in the night, 11 o'clock rolls around, you're tired, right? right? You don't wanna keep going. But if you got a buddy right next to you and he's loving it, you guys are having a good time jamming out some music and everyone's making money, everyone's happy, you're, you're providing a great product for a customer. It just, it just works, right? And so I try and bring those friends around that, I don't wanna say are gonna bring value, right? But are going to, you know, help me out when maybe they're not making money, they're helping out with the barno and things like that. 
and in return, I'm going to reward them with with the opportunity to make a lot of money. That's awesome, man. You know, considering what you've built here and and your personal brand, like there's so many opportunities that have come from this: products, mm-hmm. monetary, um, friends. compensation, friends, yep. opportunities for your friends, uh, trips. Yeah, uh, so much, you know, and. It came from, and, and a paid hobby, first of all. Yeah. That's freaking yeah. awesome, right? Yeah. I mean, Without come on. And, you know, everybody's always like, I love doing this. I wish I could just get paid to do this. Yeah. Like, you did that, and then you found a way to get paid to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really just want to express the opportunity that are on these platforms right now. And, you know, it, let's, 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 let's be honest. Let's, let's cut the crap. Mm-hmm. Like, not everybody can do it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here and saying everybody has an entry point to creating some sort of huge engaged brand community and they could profit off of. I think a lot more people than they think could if they knew how. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that you have hit on so many times and even beyond this conversation today, you're really, you're really just, uh, you're committed to the idea of authenticity yeah. and getting on the platforms. And I think part of authenticity is consistency. And so to be able to be authentic on a platform and build an authentic presence, you have to be consistent. Authenticity is true to yourself consistently. It's mm-hmm. not true to yourself once, mm-hmm. it's consistently. I think that translates into a practical sense for the platforms. If you're building a relationship with your audience, you have to be authentic consistently. That means volume. That means you have to be, you know, stay up with it. Whether it's whatever you can sustain, two, three posts a week, but you're saying two to three posts a day. Yeah. And so this is what you're doing actively. You're seeking out opportunities to engage authentically with your audience audience and in volume. And that's how you've generated the community you have now. Yep. And nothing that I'm doing uh, at my shops, you know, I'm not in a professional grade shop by any means. I'm in a, you know, small hole in the wall shop with tools from Harbor Freight, nothing fancy, right? It's something that anybody that follows me could do. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm after is to give those people the confidence to go out and do their own work. Mm -hmm. And so a large part of what I do is if I don't know how to do it, and I'm the content creator. I'm supposed to know how to do it, right? I'll get on YouTube. I'll just yeah. watch a video. How did someone else do it? Because there's so many free resources out there. If it's not a YouTube video, it's it's on the Google. You know, people have done the work before and they've documented it. So if you if you've got something that you want to learn how to do it, just get on YouTube and start watching it. I stopped I taught myself how to taxidermy off of YouTube. I had never once stepped foot in a taxidermy studio ever. I just realized that I didn't want to pay someone. $800 to do a deer head when I thought I could maybe do it at home in my basement and possibly make money from it. And I got so good at it. I started doing it, you know, for a while there yeah. for a lot of people. And it was yeah. one of those things where I enjoyed it again. It was one of those, it wasn't a forced thing. It was a thing that I enjoyed making it. I enjoyed yeah. doing it, but I've just found different avenues to maybe make more money quicker and, and more consistently. Right. And so I, I've, you only got so many hours in the day at what I love to taxidermy and coat, you know, all the time. Yeah. Without a doubt, but I have to choose one or the other. And so I I've set myself up to where, I found the thing that I'm the best at, that I can make the most money at the quickest consistently. And so, you know, there's, but there's opportunities out there. If you want to learn how to do a trade or a skill or something like that, you don't have to go to school for it. You don't have to pay a lot of money to get taught it. Just go watch videos and then trial and error. You're never going to, like my first of everything sucks and that's (laughs) across the board, right? You're never going to just start off being a professional. Same thing with editing. You know, when I first started making the videos on TikTok, again, I blocked everyone I knew because I didn't want anyone knowing that I was doing it. But what I was doing was learning the whole time, mm-hmm. learning what works, learning what doesn't, learning how to make you know cooler transitions and smoother videos and things like that. So don't be afraid if you if your video you know or your your initial product is not what you want it to be. You're not gonna start off you know when you Google world class taxidermy deer, your first deer is not gonna look like that. I don't care who you are, it's just mm-hmm. not going to. It's gonna take time, and so you have to be committed to getting better every day, knowing that you're not above anyone. You're not you know 
you haven't got it all figured out. You're constantly wanting to learn. That's my biggest thing is like, I don't know everything, right? Like I'm learning how to do 110 wiring on a house right now. I've never 110 wired before. To be honest with you, I don't like it, but I have to learn it, right? Yeah. Because it's something that I don't want to pay someone else to do. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of, I found that, I found that, um, that willingness to want to learn in times of desperation because I didn't want to pay someone else to do it. Yeah, for sure. And you know, YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world mm -hmm. for a reason. Yeah. It's 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 easy access to volumes like mountains and valleys. That can make you so much money. I don't yes. I don't think people realize how much content's on YouTube, no. how many solutions are on YouTube. And you know, I don't have the time. Okay, well, are you wanna trade your time or you wanna trade your money? Okay. Yep. And you know, a lot of these how-to videos are actually becoming more and more efficient because content creators are getting better and better at communicating a message. Yep. So a lot of the, a lot of times you can learn how to do something and not that you mm -hmm. know, not that much time, you yep. know. Um, and how much time do you spend just on your phone scrolling through Facebook anyways? Right. When right? people like, say I don't have time, I'm like, yeah, get off Marketplace for bullshit. 10 minutes and exactly. watch a video, right? And <laughs> exactly. so, you know, that's one of the things there. If you can, you can maximize the amount of time that you put into something to maximize the output. And that's my thing is like, what can I invest my, the majority of my time and money in to give me the greatest return? Yeah. So that, I, and that's one thing I've kind of learned over time. I think that echoes back to, you know, your dad pushing hard work, yeah. as you mentioned, at growing up and just understanding that it's, these things aren't handed to you. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, you, you, you talk about that a lot too, and in, in more conversations just today that we've had about not just the idea of not being afraid to work hard. You mm -hmm. say that, right? I'm not afraid to work hard. I'm yeah. not afraid to do the work. And I, I hate to speak generally, but I feel like there's a lot of that nowadays. Yes. And you're passionate without about that. Without a doubt. Yes, without a that doubt. That gets you going. I, I think <laughs> that there are so many kids out there, you know, again, that, that think that something is owed to them and it's just not. So if you want something, you have to go get it. But it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be easy. And it's going to take some time. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, people want to see that instant gratification, that quick return on investment. It's not like that. It's not like that in the real world. And so, you know, I want to be the hardest working person that you know. Come on when, now. Yeah, when you think of someone that just grinds it out, when you're sitting at home watching TV, watching your Netflix, I'm not. I'm not, I'm at home, I'm working on polishing, I'm working on customers' vehicles, I'm watching YouTube videos, how to get better at my craft, how to make more money, how to market better, yeah. make better content. That's what I'm doing. While you're sitting at home complaining because you don't have nice stuff, I'm out making nice stuff. Yeah. Not because because it's enjoyable, because it, you know I love late nights, I love staying up and not getting any sleep. I don't, yeah. I don't, I wanna go home and just chill out like everyone else. I wanna just ride the wave, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not what gets you to where I've gotten to. Yeah. And so that, it just, it frustrates me when you see these kids complaining or you see these kids making comments about what you have and it's like, dude, you don't know what it took to get here and you don't want to. You're not willing to go to that place Come on. that I'm at. That's so right. that, that's what that's one thing that when I'm sitting there eleven o'clock at night by myself, you know, everyone else is asleep and I'm, you know, grinding it out on paint. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. That's what gets me. That's what fuels me. I don't do I anything else that. besides Mountain Dew and just <laughs> pure hatred of anybody thinking that I'm not working harder than them. I love that. You know, before we got started, we talk about, you know, the chip, yeah. the chip on the shoulder. Yeah. I've got one for different reasons. You got one for different reasons. Yeah. Um, do you mind if we get into that a little bit? Yeah, no, without a doubt. And so I watch a lot of podcasts too, and, and I always see these super inspirational stories of people that grew up in impoverished life and, and, and hard hardships and all these unimaginable circumstances. And I never had that. And I almost felt guilty in a sense. And I'm like, mm. man, I almost felt like I had it too easy. Mm. But one thing that I had was the opportunity to just ride it out. Mm. Again, so, you know, I could have just taken the easy route. We got a couple family businesses. Eventually, you know, that's the goal for me. 
I make enough money where I could be comfortable doing what I do, going home and just hanging out, hanging out with my friends, not giving up my weekends to go out and work on customer stuff, you know, things like that. Friday nights, I'm working on my own stuff. I'm working on projects. I'm working on creating content. My friends are out partying, having a good time. I had the opportunity, but for whatever reason, there's, you know, a couple of things in my life that happened. One was a, a bad breakup with a long relationship. I found myself in a really, really dark place. And it felt like there was nothing else that got me up out of bed, even though I had a better life than 99% of the people out mm -hmm. there. But what I found comfort in and what I found like peace in and everything just became quiet was when I was just grinding mm -hmm. and, and it just got hard, right? I love finding that hard place where no one else is doing it. Mm -hmm. you, you got that feeling of like, you're doing something that no one else is. And that just, that brings me to peace. And so what I found is that if I can translate that to things like customer work, I'm making money too. And when I'm making money, I'm happy, right? Yeah. And so, you know, now I'm chasing that dollar and I'm chasing, not necessarily for the dollar, but I'm chasing it because the place that I have to get to, to get that dollar is what brings me peace. 100%, it's fruit of that destination. Yeah, without a doubt, you know? without and a doubt. What I, what I hear you saying is that, you know, growing up, you almost felt, we've kind of talked about this mm -hmm. before, growing up, you almost felt like people thought that Oh, uh, well, you know, you might be entitled because you, you didn't have to grow up in a ton of hardship. Uh -huh. But the thing about that is, is like, first of all, we'd never know what's actually happening behind closed doors. Yeah. It's never perfect for anybody. No, no. However, that has, you have it, you have the dog in you, is yeah. what we like to say. You got that dog in you. So you want to prove to the world, like, I, despite my family businesses, I'm making that, I'm grinding over here. I'm making this from, from nothing. Yeah. You built your platform from yeah. nothing. You did that. Yeah. You know, yep. and I think it's really cool because, you know, you don't need to go through live in poverty or grow up in this, that and the other deal with this and that to have a chip on your shoulder, mm -hmm. man. And, you know, you don't need the chip on your shoulder. I think that's got like a bad connotation to it yeah. to, to be successful or to work hard. You know, you just got to be committed to something. And I think commitment truly is just. I'm promising to myself that I'm going to do it long enough to where I don't suck at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, without and, a doubt. And, and the people around you see that too. And and so, especially now, like I'm, I'm working for my followers too. Like I want those kids growing up to see that it's possible for yeah. them. Well, it was possible for me because there's a lot of younger followers that I have too that, you know, are like, man, you, I've gotten DMs on my phone and I screenshot them and it's like, man, you, you inspired me to redo my own boat, right? Like that, that gets me going. That's what, when every day when I wake up, that's what makes me do it every night till 11. It's not, it's not that I love working late. It's not that I, you know, love having the money to do whatever I want. It's that I'm inspiring the next generation to come up and do the same things that I'm doing and, and, and save themselves a lot of money and, and work on projects themselves and, just overall kind of not be like me, but you know, kind of be like me, have I'm those opportunities. Away, yeah, yeah, we have those opportunities. And so that's that's what gets me going yeah. more than anything. Yeah, dude, look, man, I got so much respect for you, your your work ethic, what you've been able to accomplish, how how true you stay to yourself and and, and just and just the way you present yourself professionally, even in our interactions, you know, and, and, and getting connected initially and on and on and on, man. I just, uh, I admire your work ethic. I admire the way you go about yourself and carry yourself. I respect you. Um, and so I, I appreciate you coming today, man. I think this information will be very valuable to a lot of people. I've learned things today. I know other people will learn things. If you have anything else to say before you, you know, kind of talk about your social media pages, do you have any other last thing to say to the audience? Just grind it out. Grind Just it grind out. out. You want something, you can go get it, but you're gonna have to go to a place that no one else around you is. Mm. And so you're gonna lose friendships. You're gonna lose people that are close to you, friends that you thought you had, you know, things that you thought were secure. 
but if you want that end result, that's that's what it's going to take. And so, you know, you have to be willing to go there. Otherwise, don't complain about your situation. Come on now. Say at. that again. Yeah. Let's go. So. Hard worker, don't complain, man. Social media, follow this guy. TikTok, Instagram. You shot, you, you tell me. Connor Sonnenberg on everything. Uh, it's just C-O-N-N-E-R-S-O-N-N-E-N-B-E-R-G. E-R-G, not U-R-G. Exactly. E-R-G. E-R-G, all over. So <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. Been a great time. We'll talk to you guys soon.